NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track for race fans everywhere. Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing has something for everyone, like NASCAR Weekly Series, Sprint Car Racing, Drag Racing, Off-Road Racing, and much, much more. Learn more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now. Here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as we get set to make a run into Alabama for the final time of 2022, the Yellowwood 500 race weekend coming up. And boy, what a week this has been. We're still processing the events of a weekend ago in Texas. NASCAR obviously checking in this week with penalties and fines for William Byron with 
the dust-up that William had with Denny on, on the racetrack. William losing 25 driver and owner points, being fined $50,000. Ty Gibbs got a $75,000 penalty for door dinging. Ty Dillon on pit road during the cup race. We're processing all that while at the same time preparing for the intensity of a racing weekend at Talladega. So much going on in the sport right now, but let me just pause for a moment. Folks, Talladega is my favorite racetrack. I love calling it as a broadcaster. I like watching racing there as a fan. And while, yes, a lot of the story of Talladega is the big one, can we survive the crash, who gets swept up in the big crash? But for me, the most unbelievable thing is when things go right, watching these drivers race three and four wide, inches apart at close to 200 miles an hour, and it literally will take your breath away. It'll make the hair stand up on the back of your neck. Talladega is the only racetrack that, while, while I'm announcing, the hair is standing up on the back of my neck. It's quite exhilarating, and I can't wait to get there, and I know a lot of you are looking forward to it as well, not only for the NASCAR Cup Series, but it's a triple this weekend. We've got truck racing, Xfinity racing, and cup racing. You'll hear it all on the Motor Racing Network this weekend. Wanted to pause here for a moment, talk about some NASCAR Xfinity Series action. We obviously got the Sparks 300 coming up Saturday at Talladega. And I want to take you back to NASCAR Xfinity Series Media Day. Let's hear from a couple of playoff drivers. We'll start with the driver that is from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Good friend of the show, good friend of the network, good friend of mine, Jeremy Clements. They're trying to get themselves squared away, get themselves set up for making the next round of the playoffs and find themselves behind the eight ball a little bit. Jeremy Clements visited with us on NASCAR Xfinity Series Media Day. I want to take you back with our visit from the old Spartanburg, South Carolina native. Leading up to the playoffs, what have the last few weeks been like for you? Because you win Daytona, then you have a penalty, then the appeal, then you win the appeal. It seems like it, it was a roller coaster. Oh, I'd say so, Cam. It was definitely a roller coaster. Uh, we went from the highest high to the lowest low with all that happened in a short amount of time. But winning Daytona was phenomenal. And even with all that happened, it, you know, we still had the win. But then we were going to fight and appealed and won that. So it was like we won twice, really. So just uh, still thrilled to death about that win. That was a big win for us, being a small team. And, yeah, now we're in the playoffs, and we're going to just fight like hell. With the uncertainty of whether or not you were going to win the appeal, how much were you able to prepare for the playoffs versus if you had known for a fact you were going to go after a championship? It would have definitely helped to know uh, for sure, but, you know, we were slowly doing our homework in case we did win the appeal, which we felt strongly about anyway. And we didn't get to put as much effort into these playoffs as we wanted to. We tried to lease an engine for these upcoming races. That didn't work out, unfortunately, and some other little things. But we're trying. Chevy's helping us. Our sponsors are helping us to better prepare and have more speed in these cars. And uh, But that's all we can do, just try to keep working hard. And we're going to need some luck. This first round is pretty wild, um, pretty crazy bunch of tracks we're coming up to. So if we can just survive and not do anything dumb to take us out, we'll be fine. Talladega, everyone kind of knows it's a wild card, and it's also treacherous. For you, though, now that you have a win on a super speedway, any kind of sense of <laughs> maybe a little more comfort than you otherwise would have? Yeah, I wish I could just predict the future and say uh, what to do right, but, you know, to be unbeatable as Xfinity Internet, uh, Talladega is going to be tough. we are got to survive. I don't know how I did it at Daytona. We just got lucky. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, we just got so lucky. There was 
I bailed out so many times. My spider was getting mad. What are you doing? We need to be up there. And I said, no, we don't. I was like, huh, you, you shut up. I pay you. <laughs> so, Sounds like a little more than luck. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. some smart decision making on your part. Uh, yeah, there was a feeling there, but uh, there was a big wreck on the back stretch towards the end. I think it took out like 15, 20 cars, and we were like kind of at the middle of it, and I just stayed against the wall, and I didn't get hit. I didn't hit anybody. Literally reminded me of Days of Thunder wreck, <laughs> and that's what I said in the interview, but it was just wild, and I, I don't know. You just got to have a lot of luck there, and you got it'd be nice to have a fast car, but I'd rather have luck there. And then Charlotte, what makes Charlotte unique? Because it is kind of this hybrid track, but it has a road course element, and you've also run on a road course. Yeah, I love uh, the Roval. I think it's a lot of fun. It's unique. It's challenging for sure. Place is really tight and narrow. When you screw up, you're in the wall quickly. But I don't know. Uh, last year, I remember there was a restart with a, like two to go, and we didn't get tires. I remember a lot of guys did, and we got ran over. We finished 12th when we should have had top 10 easily. So I'm definitely thinking about things like that. And I'll go back and we rock, we rewatch those races. But that place, is uh, the tires go away quickly. So we just got to remember that and have a lot of forward drive in the car and uh, just not do anything dumb again. I keep saying that, but it's the truth. We can't put ourselves out of these races. Got to have good pit stops, good strategy. Everything's going to have to go our way to try to advance that next round. I know you want to get more stage points, but just – with all the uncertainty with how the points can go, how do you approach these races? Just give it all we got and no mistakes. Talladega, I just don't know, man. You can race really hard and be in the middle of that, and you could wreck, but you need to win. I'd rather, much rather win that race than worry about stage points. So going, going forward, just going to do what we always do and hope the best, hope for the best. For folks that may not understand what a difference it makes for a small team like you to even get in the playoffs like what a big deal that is help them understand yeah i mean you know we're we're a very small team that builds our own engines so the better we, <clears throat> the better we can finish in the playoffs means the more money we win honestly and that's going to propel us into next year be able to buy maybe better equipment things of that nature um, maybe get different employees. Who knows? I hate to say that. That's kind of mean. Isn't it? <laughs> you never know. I mean, I'm just saying it's going to help uh, with everything. And being in the playoffs two years in a row, once off points, one off a win is is great. It helps with getting sponsors and everything. So it doesn't hurt one bit. What's the single most important thing you learned in your previous playoff appearance that might help you this year? Oh, that's a tough one uh, because – Started off at Vegas last year, got caught up in a wreck, lap 30, big wreck at Vegas, like like a Talladega wreck, and just had nowhere to go. And man, it was just like that was that was it. I mean, we had our we couldn't recover from that, unfortunately. And when we had a a lifter in the engine break at uh, they, uh, Talladega the next week, and then we finished 12th at the Roval, and that was about it. So it was just two races in a row that had bad luck. So I don't know how you can prevent that just hopefully the good lord is shining us on us uh better this year on the kind of spectrum of underdogs to favorites i think most people would say you're an underdog do you, I say. Do you consider yeah. yourself an underdog i just Hell want to yeah, hear say. it out of your mouth yeah definitely i mean if i was driving the joe gibbs racing car or you know junior motorsports car i wouldn't say that at all but i would yeah definitely being my own team it's very hard we're on our own little island by ourselves no teammates, no nothing. So, yeah, it's 
Obviously so. <laughs> do you even, because of this underdog positioning and, you know, your limited resources, do you even consider the possibility of, hey, I could be in the championship four, or do you just literally take it week by week? Definitely race by race, especially this first round. So chaotic and so unpredictable. I don't see I don't see how any of these guys can really be comfortable. I mean, besides maybe Noah, he's just got a pretty big gap. But um, I think I just don't see how you can be comfortable. There, it's it's going to be crazy. I can't wait. I think it's a great group of tracks for the fans, not for us being in it because it's just so crazy. Okay, so not this round, but let's say you make it to the next round. How do you feel about the next round? Uh, to be honest, I don't know the tracks right off the top of my so head. So it's Vegas, Homestead, Martinsville. I mean, we, we heard you say Vegas was yep. treacherous. but Well, it was that one time. That was unlucky. Yeah, and then Homestead is, is cool. We've done really good there top tens the past couple times um in martinsville i love martinsville so i don't know just tracks you feel more comfortable that you know what you could predict going in versus we're liable to either crash or win and it's kind of in you know you never just know so that's what i'm saying with these tracks coming up that's jeremy clements trying to make it into the next round of the playoffs want to also let you hear from another driver that spent some time with us austin hill Austin looked like he had a chance to win the race over the weekend at Texas. That team has come to life. They've won already this year. They're looking to win some more. And, well, if I've got to pick someone that can make it all the way to Phoenix to be a championship four contender, Austin Hill is my guy. And I'm sure he's a lot of your guys as well. He's a guy that can get you there and can get the job done. Let's take you to NASCAR Xfinity Series Media Day when Austin Hill sat down with us there as well. A lot of this year for you, you've told me, has been connecting the dots between the truck series and the Xfinity series and just figuring out what you need from the car and telling Andy that, and then you guys working together to put together a car you need. Do you feel like you're finally in a place where week in and week out, you can tell them exactly what you need? Yeah. I mean, I really think if you, if you would ask me this before Bristol, I would have told you, ah, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence a little bit um, because I feel like there's been instances this season where I'll tell him like, hey I'm, I'm super tight on entry like let's free me up and then the next thing you know I get free on entry but then I'm still tight and then I'm like ah let's go back on that well Bristol is a great example fired off in the race really really tight but I was a little free on entry and I was a little concerned about it but I was like you know what I'm not going to worry about my entry I'm not going to worry about being loose on entry I'm just going to work on getting our car turning from the time it landed in the corner through the rest of the corner because we were just so tight and couldn't carry the roll speed so during our first stop, I was like, look, we got to make big changes here. Like we need something big. So we're, you know, we're doing track bar, we're doing air pressure, we're doing all kinds of stuff. Fire back off, still tight, but it's getting better. And it did make me freer on entry, but we got it better through stage two. And I said, whatever you did there, give me that same stuff. Like I, I need a lot more. And during stage three, I was so loose on entry, but it was turning so good across the middle and exit that I just had to start, you know, changing my driving style a little bit. I changed my driving style, uh, added a little bit of front brake bias to, to the front of the car uh, just to kind of help get me on entry because I was so loose. And we just started just running such fast lap times there at the end. And that's when we started really moving up. And I started moving around and running the top at Bristol there. And um, I thought we had a car capable enough of winning. We got a little bit of front end damage that kind of kind of hurt us a little bit. But I thought right then and there, during stage three, as I'm running those laps, I'm like, man, I've, I feel like I'm starting to figure this, these cars out. Like, even though I am free on entry, 
if we can get it turning across the middle and exit and I can just manage my entry with stuff I do differently inside the race car with my braking or brake bias or whatever it is, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be faster. And that's what we did. I, I, after the race, I went up to Andy. I said, look, I think I've been messing us up all year. I'm like, <laughs> I, you know, I feel like we, we've been tightening the car up in instances where I need to be freeing it up because of being worried about being loose on entry. And so I really think going into this weekend, that just kind of opens up a whole new door for us. Do you feel like the jump from the truck series to the Xfinity series was more or less demanding than you thought it would be before you started your rookie season? I, I thought the biggest difference and change that was going to happen is obviously the trucks have a lot of downforce, a lot of side force, and a lot of the racetracks that you go to in the trucks, there's a ton of throttle on time. You know, you go to a mile and a half and you're wide open for a lot of laps and you're not really using any brakes or anything like that. And then I knew once going over the Xfinity series, you're going to have to be lifting. You're going to have to use some brakes and, and things like that. You're going to have to do a, a little bit more and it has lower down force and also I thought it was going to be a pretty good jump. And I feel like since I've, you know, ran this season, I the way my driving style is and stuff, I think that it's been kind of clicking with, with me a little bit more here these past few races on um, how these Xfinity cars drive. I mean, I, I, I've always, on the truck side, never had to have an issue with when I turn off the wall having that free sensation i think that's been the biggest issue for me this year is just being when you turn off the wall you just feel like the rear of the car stepping out on you You feel like you're getting really loose and i don't know if every time that it was getting loose it really was i just maybe needed to just trust it a little Mm -hmm. bit more and i think that's something i've really worked on throughout the season and gotten better at is just trying to trust that the rear of the car is going to stay in the racetrack and I think that's been the biggest difference for me and the biggest hurdle going from trucks to Xfinity is just trusting how the free the car feels on entry versus in a truck. You don't have that feeling. You never, like, I never really had that feeling anyways. Our truck just was always glued to the racetrack. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's probably been one of the biggest challenges for me. You've talked about you as a driver in the series. What do you think the team has done, the 21 team this season? What have you guys done well that made you win races and be deserving of a playoff spot? Yeah, I I think Andy, my crew chief, and I, we've just really went to work on what I like and dislike in a race car. One of my biggest things that I cannot stand in a race car is being way too tight. I, I, I can't make a tight car go really fast. It's so hard for me to, if the front end's not working for me and it's out of the racetrack and it's just not turning, it's so hard for me to, to make these cars go fast when they're tight. And that's what we've been working on. We've been working on just getting our our setups and, and, you know, everything freer. Well, in doing that and making everything looser, we've we've gotten that free entry. And there is a certain point where, like, you get too loose on entry and it's it's not a good thing. So that's been something that we've been trying to balance throughout the season. Like, what do we need to do with nose weight? What do we need to do with the front end geometry, things like that? Or what do we need to do with the rear springs of the car to where I don't get that such a loose sensation on entry but can still be turning through the rest of the corner and i think that's something that that andy and i have been working on really really hard in in sim time and when we go to the racetrack is what that fine line is and i felt like i really felt like bristol weekend was one of those true testaments that everything that we've been working on finally kind of came to fruition it it just it was one of those weekends where yeah i was loose entry but i wasn't like completely out of the racetrack and then we we just kept freeing it up and getting it turning across the middle, and we were really fast at the end. So if we can just take that going into the playoffs, I think that we can be a really, really uh, deep threat here. 
There are seven races till we crown a champion. Which races have you guys circled that you feel really comfortable? And then which are the ones that you're like, man, we just got to get through this weekend? So I think the the first uh, first round of playoffs is, is a good one for us. Talladega obviously is kind of one of those up in the air races, but we've had so much speed there. I have a lot of confidence when we go to Talladega that, that we can get a win there. Um, you know, we just got to stay up front. We got to contend for the win. And as long as we don't get taken out like we did earlier in the season, I think that we'll have a shot at it. And then, um, you know, other than that, I mean, I felt like our road courses this season have been phenomenal. I mean, mm -hmm. I, We've ran really good on the road courses. Watkins Glen, I thought we were going to have a really good weekend, and we ended up having an axle break on us. And I thought that we had good enough speed in the car to run inside the top five. So I think going into this first round, I mean, all of these tracks are really circled for us that we can do well. Once you get into the next round, I mean, I, I've i always had a ton of confidence in Las Vegas. Las Vegas, I've ran really well there on the truck side. If you look up all my stats on the truck side, and then even earlier in the season when we ran at Las Vegas, I felt like – we contended like we we led laps that race we you know we were running i think six there on one of the restarts and someone got loose underneath us and and we got in a wreck but uh we showed really good speed there so if we can work on a few little things to make our long run speed better at that track i think we're really well um i think the biggest one that we have to kind of circle that's kind of a question mark for us is if we make it to phoenix we struggled really really bad at phoenix just the whole organization did and that's one of those biggest areas that i think that we got to circle and work on um to be better uh martinsville is one of those kind of you circle and you kind of just want to get through it but we also ran good there so it's kind of like we feel like we can win but at the same time we're just trying to get a solid top 10 you know race out of that weekend what would it mean to win the championship as a rookie <laughs> yeah so I, I feel like you know i even though it is my rookie season the past three years i've i've ran in the you know truck series playoffs and so i have experienced the past three seasons going through the the playoffs and how they all work and the biggest thing that's been kind of a hindrance for us is it always seems like we make it to that that round before the final round and we always miss it by i don't know three or four points five points here and there and um you know that's just been one of those things that we've just missed it that little bit and one of the things that that I feel like as a driver that I can work on this season to be better in the playoffs is just minimizing mistakes. Don't overthink it. You know, I, I felt like in 2019, the first year that I had in the playoffs, I put it in my mind, like, I'm not going to overthink this. And then I think I overthinked it. You know, I was, mm -hmm. I was like, just trying to be too aggressive on restarts, trying to just make too much stuff happen instead of it just kind of happen naturally. Like don't change what's got you here what you did all season long to get you this point you got you to this point for for a reason and you know we didn't win two races just out of luck we didn't we didn't run you know top fives 10 different times this year and and i think we had like 14 top 10 finishes and uh led laps and and all those things you didn't it didn't just happen just just randomly it, it happened because of us putting the work in minimizing mistakes throughout the season to get us to this point. So the biggest thing we got to do is just minimize the stakes throughout this playoffs. And I think we can go really, really far. And if we can make it to that final four, anything can happen from there. That's Austin Hill drives the number 21 car for Richard Childress racing in the NASCAR Xfinity series over there in welcome North Carolina. All right, time to get the odds for this weekend. 
And uh, boy, I like to hear what Las Vegas is thinking about this. Producer Trey is here with those odds brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Please bet responsibly. Trey, what do you have for us? Well, Mike, if one thing holds true with Talladega, it's that it's always unpredictable. And if the theme of this season and these playoffs continue, it could be even more unpredictable this weekend. As always, going into super speedway races, whoever you bet on, you are going to get a very good return. We have four co-favorites this Sunday in Talladega, and you can get them at 12 to 1 odds. Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, the spring winner here at Talladega, Ross Chastain, and Ryan Blaney, all at plus 1,200. For my pick, though, I'm going right below that into who might be the safest pick when it comes to Talladega, and that's Denny Hamlin. He sits at 14 to 1 or plus 1,400 to win this Sunday. And wouldn't it be unpredictable if one of Talladega's old faithfuls went up and won this race? Hamlin, he's going to be racing angry with all of these issues that he's had this season with different drivers, but I think. If you look at the Toyota group, him and Christopher Bell are the only two that have a chance to win a driver's championship. So I think the rest of Joe Gibbs Racing in 2311 will be focused on getting one of those two drivers to victory lane. Hamlin always runs fast at super speedways. That's why he's my pick this weekend. Couple of long shots. I mean, 14 to 1 is kind of a long shot already, but. Daniel Suarez, this could lock him in to the round of eight in the playoffs, and that would be a bit of a surprise. As I said, his track house teammate, Ross Chastain, won here in the spring. And then back at Daytona, Suarez was out front when that crash happened that right as the rain started falling that took out the majority of the field. He came close winning at Daytona in the summer race last year as well. Suarez has developed into a very good super speedway racer, and if he can stay out of trouble, he should be there at the end. But I always like to look at one of these very steep underdogs going into these super speedway races because you don't have a chance to cash a lot of these. If you look at Daytona, there were only a few cars left running. Austin Dillon wasn't a super steep long shot, but you look at the rest of that top 10, you could have got lucky and cashed a 80 to 1 or 100 to 1 long shot to win the race. So this weekend, I'm going to go with an 80 to 1 long shot, and that's Daniel Hemrick. He's driving for Colleg Racing this weekend, as Noah Gregson is driving for Beard Motorsports. Colleg Racing, we know their history at Super Speedways. In the Xfinity Series, Hemrick is a good Super Speedway racer. He's going to have the track time and the experience being in the Xfinity race on Saturday. He's got his teammate and Justin Haley in this one. So I think Hemrick is worth taking a look at at 80-1, to especially if we see a ton of chaos as we typically do at Talladega. But Denny Hamlin at 14-1 to is the pick to win the Yellowwood 500. Thank you, Trey. Well, the stage is set. We're ready for it. The Yellowwood 500 race weekend. Head off to MRN.com for the full broadcast schedule. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN team, I'm Mike Bagley. We hope to see you there, but if you can't make it there, tune us in. The Yellowwood 500 race weekend from Talladega exclusively on the Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Live Race Day on the air 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. Don't forget about NASCAR Live Tuesday at 7 Eastern, and we're right back here on Thursday next week with another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. 
Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. Do you have an unused car, truck, motorcycle, boat, or RV taking up space? Put it to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Proceeds help fund medical resources for children in our racing community. Your wheels can heal. Call 844-NASCAR-9 and we'll come tow away your vehicle for free. The process is quick and your gift is tax deductible. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to donate your vehicle to the NASCAR Foundation today. Your donation will help our children survive and thrive. 